Ready to talk sports with Daryl and Sam. Welcome to Sports Info UM, featuring Daryl Oliver and Sam Sword. These guys know the sport like nobody else. From former players to coaches to the great figures of the NFL, you'll get the inside scoop on what's going down today in football and other sports. Now, here's Daryl and Sam. Good evening, everybody. Happy December 11, 2017. Coming from you from the city of St. Augustine, I'm Jerome Wilkerson sitting in for Dara Oliver, who is on vacation, and I'm just sitting in for him. Happy to do it. Happy to be on your radio. If you're not doing anything, you want to call in on the show, give me a call at 888-346-9144, and you can listen to us on www.voiceamerica.com. So we're going to start the show off tonight with a little bit of football. We're going to try to delve into the NCAA football season, the bowl season coming up, and then we'll talk a little NFL football, and if you have any other questions or anything else, we'll talk about that. So first thing, the big showdown between number four, Alabama, 11-1, and and number one, Clemson, in the Sugar Bowl, Monday, January the 1st, and then the Rose Bowl featuring number three, Georgia, against number two, Oklahoma. Both games seem to be setting up to be pretty good games. Looking forward to watching both of them. And uh, the winner plays into the national championship game, which will be at the uh, Metropolitan Dome in Atlanta, uh, January the 8th. Um, Should be a heck of a ball game between the two. And looking forward to the championship game on January the 8th at Mercedes-Benz Stadium in Atlanta, Georgia, 8 p.m. kickoff time. So let's talk about the teams. Uh, look like it's going to be a quarterback showcase, which each team had been some of the best quarterback uh, in the land. And you're starting off with uh, Oklahoma, looking at Baker Mayfield, who is the Heisman Trophy winner, uh, throwing for almost 4,300 yards, going up against Georgia, who has the number four ranked defense in the country, and their quarterback, freshman Jake Fromm. And they got a couple of good running backs, Nick Chubb, Chubb and Sony Michelle. So that seems to be a offensive battle right there. Oklahoma, just to mention it, is not even in the top 50 in defenses um, uh, rank. So uh, they give up a lot of points, but they also score a lot of points. And when you got Baker Mayfield on your side, it's hard to uh, lose in the games. And then you're looking at the Sugar Bowl where uh, Clemson have their quarterback Kelly Bryant and then the number six defense going up against Alabama with quarterback Jalen Hurts and the number 10 rushing offense and the number two defense. So that seems like it may boil down to a defensive battle. Um, not doing anything. I'm waiting on Alvin Ward, who may join us, but while you're waiting, I'm giving you the phone number to call, 888-346-9144. And tell me what you think about the uh, bowl season coming up and the championship games and if there is any bowl that really intrigues you, let me know what that bowl would be. I'm looking at the Central Florida game, and I think that's going to be a heck of a game. Uh, Central Florida is undefeated, ranked number 12. You would think they would have uh, had a higher ranking going undefeated during the NCAA season, but as it turns out, they did not. But 
I'm sure they will get a lot of play on TV. They're going up against Auburn, who lost to Clemson, LSU, and Georgia at 10-3. and Number seven against number 12, they'll be playing in the Peach Bowl. Uh, I think that'll be a heck of a game. They got the coach, uh, Frost, uh, going to coach him for the last time. Uh, I'm sure he want to go out in a bang. And Auburn got something to prove to the world, I think. And if they want, they want to do that, they're going to have to hand UCF their first loss, which could happen, which could not happen. But we look forward to the bowl season. We look forward to the bowl games. I think another intriguing game would be the Ohio State-Wisconsin game, number five going up against number six in the Cotton Bowl. Both well, well, Ohio State is eleven and two, and they're going to be going up against USC and number six Wisconsin, uh, who lost Ohio State. Is going up against Miami, the U in the Orange Bowl. That ought to be a barn burner. Miami trying to uh, rebound from two losses against Pitt in the late in the season in the ACC championship against Cleveland, going into the game with a ten and two record, going to give up against Wisconsin, 12-1. and one. I know Darrell is going to be somewhere watching that game and enjoying it and having a good time while he's doing it. probably be at the game knowing Darrell, and I'm sure he's going to be yelling for his U, the Miami Hurricanes. So we look forward to that game. Also, I'm a partial NCAA football fan myself, and uh, because I came out of the MEAC, the MEAC, I'm looking forward to the Celebration Bowl, which will be the first bowl to kick off the bowl season, which is going to be the North Carolina A&T Aggies against Grambling State Tigers. That's going to be on December the 16th in the Mercedes-Benz Stadium, Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, the MEAC against the SWAC. Been a tough competition. Usually we play at the beginning of the year, but uh, this year, we last year, we started having a Celebration Bowl where the top teams in the MEAC and the top teams in the SWAC get together and have a little showdown, and if you ever seen a, a good band, you're going to see two great bands during that show, halftime show. Look forward to that. I'm going to go down some of the bowls and let you know who's going to be playing. I'm sure your team is going to be somewhere playing before January 8th. We got the Citrus Bowl, which features uh, number 14, Notre Dame, against number 17, LSU. That's at Camping World Stadium in Orlando, Florida, January the 1st. And in the Peach Bowl, number 7, Auburn, versus number 12, UCF, as I mentioned earlier, which is going to be January the 1st in the Mercedes-Benz Bowl in Atlanta, Georgia. Then you got the Outback Bowl, Michigan versus South Carolina, the South Carolina Gamecocks, going to be in a bowl game. In the Orange Bowl, like I said earlier, Miami is going to be hosting number six, Wisconsin. It's going to be a tough battle. We're going to see if Miami can rebound from uh, the setbacks they had at the end of the year as they was number one in the nation. Then you have the Liberty Bowl, December the 3rd, Iowa State versus number 20, Memphis. The Tax Slayer Bowl, Louisville versus number 23, Mississippi State, December the 30th. The Cotton Bowl Classic, number eight, USC versus number five, Ohio State. That should be a pretty good game, too. Arizona Bowl, coming from Arizona, Tucson, Arizona, Utah State versus New Mexico State. The Music City Bowl, Kentucky versus number 21, Northwestern. Number 24, North Carolina State versus Arizona State in the Sun Bowl, December the 29th. And the 10 
Hey, we got Alvin Ward joining us. Alvin, how you doing, brother? How you doing? All right, it's good to hear from you. I heard you're going to be joining us, and I'm glad to have you here. How you doing? All right, it's been a long time. Daryl asked me to call in and speak with you a little bit. I'm glad he did. We're talking to Alvin Ward from the University of Miami Championship Team, 1983, Chicago native. And uh, uh-huh. I went on and Googled you a little bit, Alvin, so I can uh, ask you a few things. I heard your interview when you was talking about Schellenberger and your guys, and it seems like that you has a lot of love for each other as, uh, as a player and even as guys who left and came back. Talk about the experiences you had with the U. Well, when I when I came to the U to play, that in, in eighty one Howard Schnellenberger, he was he's a, he's a great man. What he did was he didn't talk bad about other teams. He just told you what the University of Miami was going to do, and mm-hmm. a lot of people didn't believe it, and we proved it. You know, within those five years of what he told us, we went to the national championship game. And we did good like that. And me, Daryl, and some of us, we stayed in touch. We try to keep in touch. It's like a family. That's right. how I look at it. It's like a family. Seeing them every year when football season come around and checking on one another, seeing how their family growing and stuff like that. If any kids came or, you know, some of us became grandfathers now because I'm a grandfather now. <laughs> you know, but other than that, doing good. Yeah, yeah good. Uh, looking at that season, that championship championship season, y'all started off. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't remember with a twenty-eight to three loss to University of Florida, and then y'all railed off eleven straight, beating Nebraska in the, a championship game. Uh, what was the thinking after that first game? And you know, how did y'all rebound and just you know run the table after that? You know, really, um, former coach. Um, um, I'm trying to think of his name. Oh, he passed on to not Coach Allen. I think his name was the running back coach was uh, Larry Broski. He said to us in the locker room, he said, "Gentlemen, even though we lost, we can we can win ten straight." But you know, people was looking at one and like, "Oh no, we can't do that." But it was proven right. We won. We started playing. Our defense was great. You know. Our defense at certain games, I think, like, from those four games after that, I think a lot of teams didn't score on us. I have to check. I'm not 100% sure. But I know the Notre Dame game, our defense totally shut them out. They didn't let them score or nothing like that, not even a field goal or anything like that. You know, and we went on to play good ball, you know. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, let's talk a little bit of college football, Alvin. Uh, we got the Sugar Bowl coming up. We got the Rose Bowl coming up with the winners beaten in the championship game and on January the 8th. Who do you like out of Alabama, Clemson, Georgia, Oklahoma? Ooh, I ho- if I had to pick, I, I really wanted us to be in it. I'm sorry that we're not there, but I would take – for the Oklahoma and Georgia game, I take um, Georgia. Okay. And I really don't have a – I really don't want either one to win, but, <laughs> you know, between Clemson and Alabama. <laughs> so they're constantly being there. So 
I can't really give you that's anybody's game. I can't really give you a winner there, but I would like to see Georgia take it if anybody though. Right, that would be if good for them. You you look at the teams and you look at the quarterbacks. Uh, Georgia got Jake Fromm, look, uh, Baker Mayfield, Oklahoma, Kelly Bryant at Clemson, Jalen Hurts at Alabama. You got some uh, quarterbacks that's gonna make the difference. Um, uh, Jake Fromm got a running game with him, Sony Michelle and Nick Chubb. Uh, Baker Mayfield got a lot of weapons with him, but each one of these teams got a pretty good quarterback, and you know everything kind of starts with the quarterback. Uh, uh, Oklahoma is not a very good defensive team; they give up a lot of points. So you think this is going to boil down to the quarterback, or you think it'll be something else uh, that take over the game? I think it's going to boil down to the defense. Whose defense comes out that game? You know, mm-hmm. I understand Baker Mayfield won the Heisman and stuff like that, but. I still pick Georgia to win it, you know, because I believe at certain points they they defense have rose up and stopped people and stuff if you really look at it. Because look what they did to Auburn. And a lot of people wasn't picking Auburn. You know, they wasn't picking Georgia to win, you know, that, that uh, Southeast Conference championship. They really wasn't. Everybody was picking right. Auburn to win it. So, you mm-hmm. know. I still say Georgia have a good chance at it. Right. It just and Georgia got the number four ranked defense in the nation. for the game? Yeah. Alabama's getting their uh, linebackers healthy, you know, early in the year. Um, and one of the reasons they lost a game is because they've been hurt all year. And the linebackers are getting healthy. They kind of snuck in the back door and got back in there when they was, what, number six. And uh, took two right. losses in the top uh, four to get them in there, but they got voted in, you know, the powers to be. Uh, but they seem to be getting healthy, and they can make a run at this thing again. Yeah, that's true, too. You know, like I said, that game, I don't care who, you know, I really don't want both to win it, but like I told you, with Alabama getting more chances, and if you really look at it, Alabama is getting a benefit because, think about it, Everybody else out of the top four had to play an extra game. Alabama didn't. Right. So they had chance enough to rest their players. So right now, where everybody else would have had, what, a month to rest? Mm-hmm. They're pretty much going to have like five to six weeks to rest their players and stuff and get them back healthy and stuff. So their right, chances right. are good, you know. Well, is there any other bowl game that kind of intrigues you? I talked earlier about the Cotton Bowl with Ohio State playing against USC and the Orange Bowl with Wisconsin playing against the U. And, uh, now, you know I got to look pretty good Auburn for that. Yeah, against UCL. Any yeah. of those bowls kind of stand that. out to you that look kind of exciting? It's... Well, if you look at it, if you look at the Ohio State and, uh, and the University of Southern Cal, that's old time versus old time. That's name recognition bowl. So mm-hmm. a lot of people are going to tune in to that. That's why they mm-hmm. really was picked. You know, I know both teams are good, but when you really look at it, that's why both was picked to get people there. That's that name. You can't change that. People know who Ohio State is. People know what Southern Cal is. But the mm-hmm. game, like I told you, the game that I'm looking forward to is the U versus Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. I think the last time we played them in a the bowl game, they beat us in the, um, uh, what is this? Oh, I'm trying to think of it. 
I think some bowl game called the Russell Championship Bowl in Orlando. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. we got a chance to revenge, you know, the gain on this. I just need the fellas to be relaxed, got themselves healthy, got their body ready, and they putting in the work. They should right. be ready by now. You know, yeah, and when they play at home, it's a different atmosphere down. It's almost like the old atmosphere at the old Orange Bowl when you were. Uh, so I think the fans, if they come out and uh, support like they have all year, uh, get these guys kind of fired up and, you know, get them back on track. I know they lost against Pitt and Clemson, and uh, the Pitt was kind of unexpected. The Clemson was a tough game for them to play. Uh, but I think right. they can get up for Wisconsin. Uh, you kind of stop the running right, game of Wisconsin. Saying. You got you know, and think about it. They played 11 straight games mm -hmm. without a break. So, you know, some of the bumps and bruises and stuff, if you got players, you know, injured and stuff, I think um, we're not going to have our top wide receiver. But I look at it like this. The old saying was, who's going to make a play? And yeah. that's the tradition they got to live by. Okay. Who is well, Amar Richards is not going to be in the game, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, he's out with a, um, a knee injury the last I heard. So, okay, who's the other one who wants that ball? And who's going to fight to up. get it? You see what I'm saying? And that's the mentality they got to have. And I believe they can get it. You know, who's going to be the one to step up and say, hey, I'm going to catch that ball and go out there and catch it? And that's all mm -hmm. they really need to do. Don't worry about trying to get, don't worry about trying to score real quick. Just take what the defense gives you, and we keep moving down the field, and we score that way. And the defense stops. Wrap right. it up. I mean, really wrap it up. Don't just hit, you know, to get the chain. I want you to tackle, and mm -hmm. he don't go no extra yards, and then you get the chain. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> But well, we need to take our first break. Uh, if you're out there and okay. want to listen to the show, give us a call, 888-346-9144. This is Voice America Sports Info. Uh, give us a call, Jerome Wilkerson, Alvin Ward, Talking Football. We'll be right back. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Get ready for the Get Down with Hurley Brown. Want to get inside of the minds of the players and coaches? We'll talk everything sports, but with a focus on the NFL, NBA, and college football. We'll review and preview the week's big games. We'll talk about the draft choices and free agents and go inside the teams for news, recruiting, and what's next from the colleges to the pro teams. It's the Get Down with Hurley Brown, Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific, on Voice America Sports. If you're looking for more information on firearms and the shooting sports, check out Taking Stock with Kelly McMillan. Kelly is the owner of McMillan Fiberglass Stocks with over 40 years of experience. Now he's ready to share some industry luminaries and their perspectives with you. If you're interested in firearms, whether it be for shooting, for fun, competition, hunting, or self-defense, Kelly is here to share his wisdom and experience. Listen live for Taking Stock with Kelly McMillan, Fridays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. 
We're talking Western Ambush this week on The Revolution with Jim and Trav, taking a closer look at all the amazing big game hunting opportunities found in the Western states. Joining us is Jason Matzinger, host of Into High Country, Jill Gector from Cinch Jeans, Dean Capuano of Sawarski Optic Quest, and Freddie Hartice of Hollywood Hunter. It's presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV. Friday afternoons at 1 Pacific Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. You're tuned in to Sports Info UM with Daryl and Sam. Call us today at 888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or send us an email at sportsinfoum3793 at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. And we're back. Let's talk America. Jerome Wilkerson here with Alvin Ward. Uh, University of Miami, 1983, 11-1 national championship team. Offensive lineman from Chicago, Chi-Town. I heard we have a call online. Uh, Jasmine, what's your question? Hey, I have a question for either one of you guys. What do y'all think about the new coaches for FSU and UL? Oh, Willie Taggart at FSU and Dan Mullen at University of Florida. Uh, Alvin, these both are proven coaches. Uh, Taggart came from Oregon. Uh, he was also at South Florida. Uh, Mullen came from Mississippi State, and he was at Florida before. Uh, I think both of them is going to do a pretty good job. They got a wealth of talent that they can pull from in the state of Florida. Uh, I think there's some rebuilding need to be done at Florida, which I'm sure Mullen would do, uh, starting with the quarterback position. But I think FSU is in a position where he has some younger team uh, guys playing. Uh, they already had the athletic uh, ability to uh, beat each team, and they were in the games. They just need to get healthy. Uh, what do you think? Right. And you're absolutely right. I don't disagree on none of that, what you said. I think they both will be. It's going to be a challenge for us next year, especially with uh, Florida State. I know he's going to want to. He's going to want to reestablish that dominance and stuff, and we got to get better at getting ready for him and stuff because he did have a great year. I think, did he, before he went to Oregon, he coached at um, uh, Southern Florida, right? Yes, South Florida. Okay, yeah, that was a good team too. So we got a, we got a good problem on our hands, but we have to concentrate on that by next year. I'm not right. sure too much. Jasmine, are you a from, Florida fan or an FSU fan? I would take, if I had FSU all the way, I'd take Florida State. <laughs> she said she's a Florida State fan all the way, too. Okay, well, I think y'all in, in for something at Florida State. Cause, I don't really uh, like a I think um, uh, Taggart is going to be an excellent coach for y'all. I uh, just hope they're given the, the opportunity and the chance. You know, uh, sometimes it takes a coach one or two, maybe three, four years to get yeah, in and recruit true. and get his own type of player. So um, I think the the foundation is already there for Taggart, so uh, he don't have to you know do too much to just maintain. Florida State is a very rich uh, uh, community as far as winning and rich okay. tradition. Uh, for years, it's mm-hmm. been Miami, Florida, and Florida State knocking each other out of the national mm-hmm. championship. Uh, That's always uh, been a great so, uh, I think it's still going to be like that, so... Well, Jasmine, we enjoyed you uh, calling in. Thanks a lot. And uh, we got another caller. 
we got to go to Reggie. Reggie Sutton. Reggie, are you there? Hello? Reggie. Looks like we lost Reggie. Oh, no. Old time when we lost, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, he I'm sure he'll call back. But, yeah, I'm kind of intrigued about some of the coaches yeah. uh, that are coming in and um, on the teams. Uh, uh, we got a lot of coaches that are changing places uh, in NCAA. Yeah. Uh, Frost went from UCF, and he's going to Nebraska. Um, okay. Fisher left uh, FSU, went to uh, Texas A&M, and I don't think Sumlin uh, landed anywhere. Have you heard about uh, Sumlin landed anywhere from Texas A&M? No, I haven't heard that either. Not yet. Not yet. Have yeah. they filled the Tennessee spot? Uh, yeah. Uh, who was it? Got Tennessee uh, Pruitt from Tennessee. the defensive coordinator from Alabama. Oh, okay, yeah. okay. Because I know a former UM player and former coach um, got the Oregon job. Oh, okay. Chris Carter, I might be saying the name wrong. He used to he coached at Alabama for a while and stuff. Mm-hmm. Chris. So Saban has had a, a plethora of coaches come out of his stable and go on to uh, other college jobs, pro jobs. It's something about Alabama and Saban. I don't know what it is, but uh seems like they just produce, produce, produce every year. And uh, here's another mm-hmm. year. They well, didn't have the best team that they've had, but for some reason, here they are back in the national picture and the national uh, chance for the national championship game. So uh, they, it's almost well, for like the past they, four years, they've been, in, they've been in the bowl championship, right? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, we got Reggie. Reggie, welcome to Voice America. How you doing, sir? Hey, how you doing? Can you hear me now? Yes, sir. We can hear you. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I heard y'all, but y'all, I guess y'all couldn't hear me. But yeah, I, was, I was listening to the show, you know, I, uh, uh, and I just wanted to talk about the Hurricanes a little bit and, and another team that really impresses me. First of all, the Hurricanes, we need to tighten up on offense. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the defense does good, but if you – if you can't score points and the defense is out there on the field all the, uh, the whole while, most of the quarter, each quarter that they play out of the full quarter, it's hard. It's hard, you know, because and then you, 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 you breaking the confidence of the defense, you know, and and uh, but we couldn't we couldn't even score a, a touchdown against Clemson, and and it's hard, man. And even even if you go to the Pittsburgh game, we couldn't score there, you know. So so. And, and and you have to score points to win. Yeah. Well, Reggie, you know, I have you a have question to. for you. Hello? Huh? Yeah. Okay, don't you think that is going to come with them by having that experience? They're so used to being highly explosive, they really never had to drive down the field because they got so many explosive players. So you're saying once they get into the game and they get a rhythm, and they maintain their drive, they'll build that confidence, right? Uh, I, I, that's not what I'm saying, but I'm, I'm listening what to you. What you saying? What I'm saying is you got to keep the drive alive. If it's third down and, and, yeah. and four yards, pick up the first down. If you can't get the touchdown, pick up the first down. We were one, two, three, and punting in the, just about the whole game. And that's about what I'm saying. I'm talking about consistent driving the ball down the field. Like you said, um, if you can't get the touchdown, 
let's get the first down and keep the ball moving. And that's right. going to come with their offensive line. They have a big offensive line, and they got to take pride in themselves and say, you know what, it's third and four. We're going to get this, and we're going to push people around. Right. Because they if, don't you don't, feel if, if you don't do that, Wisconsin going to do it. Yeah, yeah, of course. And, and another team I want to talk about, I sit here and watch this football all day long on Saturday. The team that <laughs> impresses me. Is UCL the offense? They have okay. an explosive offense. Yeah, Central yeah. Florida, Auburn better be careful because if they uh-huh. take this team lightly, they gonna run up the score on them. But their defense gives up so many points. Okay, their defense, yeah. Central Florida, they, they 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 have an explosive. I mean, every time they hit the field, it seems like they they're in the end zone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they scored sixty two points against Memphis. <laughs> But no, you like to uh, what you were saying, the kind of the opposite of Miami and to the positive of UCF. Right, Miami exactly. Early, yeah, Rogier was <laughs> right. on the money, throwing the ball, and uh, if you do have those third down and fours, and you need a pass and play, seemed like Rogier was hitting it. But for some reason, the last couple of games, he was missing right. his, uh, uh, players. Yeah, he, he got taken out of the game. Open, wide open, open, wide open, wide open. It, it just seemed like he wasn't himself. And that kid at Central Florida is just the opposite. He's hitting them guys, and uh, he's not missing them. Uh, he's got the deep ball. He's got the intermediate throws, and uh, he's mm-hmm. keeping them out of the uh, first and longs in situation where they can either run or pass the ball. Right. I mean, right. they really impressed me, and I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing that game as well against Auburn just to see how they fare out as, 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 as good as they look against those mm-hmm. teams that they played the whole year because, you know, they're not playing – those powerhouse teams, but uh, I really believe that they have the uh, ability. I know they have the speed. They have some speed out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Central Florida. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just I wanted to call and comment on that and let these guys know we 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 stand a chance, but we just got to we got to score some points. We have to score some points okay. against Wisconsin because Wisconsin has one of the best defenses in college football. Yes, they do. Well, maybe mm-hmm. it'll be 90 degrees and it won't be used to the heat, Reggie. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully. All right, man. Y'all take care. All right, man. Right, right, right. Don't be a stranger. They come from that north, they gain that weight from eating too much, huh? Yeah. yeah I know one thing. They won't, be play- they, they won't be playing in weather like like the Buffalo Bills. Buffalo in Indiana, yeah. Oh, no, no, no. They're not going to play that. Nah. <laughs> All right, Reggie. Thanks for calling in. All right, Reggie. Nice hearing you, bro. All right. All right, Al. Take care. All All right. right. Love you, bro. Do we have another call on? Yes, Will. Hey, Will, you're listening to Jerome Wilkerson and Alvin. Alvin is from the U. He was on the 1983 National Championship team that won't beat uh, Nebraska in the championship game. What's your question? Got a comment? Absolutely, I do. Hey, this is Will from Tampa, Florida. Just want to comment on that first caller. I think her name was Jasmine. Uh, okay. Jasmine's a little bit confused. I think she's a FSU criminal. Um, <laughs> think about it. If um, you're not a Gator, you're Gator bait. And if you're not oh, a you, no. then you don't know me or you or your dad or whoever <laughs> else. But anyhow, um, Alvin, I got a question for you, brother. Actually, I got two questions for you. I'll try uh, to first question is, what is the thing, the one element that separated you guys in 83 and early 80s 
from everybody else in the nation that you took the field with because when you ran on the field, you took the heart out of them. And I'm not talking about running through the smoke. You guys had some element that just took the heart out of everyone. What was that one element? Well, first of all, I think what it was, we played together as a family. Like I, like I was telling Jerome, a lot of us wasn't picked as preseason All-Americans. If you really look at it and you look down that list, what came afterwards was all those great players like Jerome Brown, Michael Irving, and all them were sitting on the bench. But we played together as a family. And we play hard. And then also, too, like Reggie was saying, we kept the ball longer, but we was trained to do that. Howard messed with us all the time. Like, I'll give you an example. We would practice, and he would say, okay, the ball is on the 20, and you'll be, you have to sustain a drive. Then he'll say it's a fumble. Put the ball back on the 20. So he always put us in. He always messed with our mind with the you know, like, okay, we down. Okay, that happened. Don't worry about it. Let's go on with the next play. You see what I'm saying? So we had to sustain plays. And like Reggie was saying, you can't keep the defense on the field. You'll wear them out. And that's what I'm hoping these young men will do, you know, to keep the ball on the field. Like I said, they got, they got some big athletic offensive linemen. And I want to see them push people around. I'm looking forward to seeing that game. <laughs> well, if you got that old question? school mentality, that coaching like that, why reinvent the right. wheel? I mean, why can't some of these new coaches now pick up some of, of what worked back in the day? Because they scared. They think that's old school style. There's nothing wrong with it. You can, you can add that element in it. But also, too, it's got to be the players. They got to look at one another in the eye. If you notice now, Majority of college football players don't huddle up. You know that, don't you? Yeah. Right. They go no huddle. They go no huddle. But when you get in a huddle and you're looking at one another and you're looking at your brothers and they're going, okay, you know, like Alonzo Highsmith used to say to me, Alvin, I need this or what you need. You know, now it's up to you to give them what you need. Like Bernie would say all the time, okay, guys. We got to take this down the field. You looking at one another. You don't want to be the one to come back to the huddle and go, oh, man, I'm sorry I missed that block. You know, you got to get it. And well, Alvin, let, let, let me ask you this, because I heard a story where you was in the huddle, and Bernie called a running uh, passing play, and you called a running play, and I heard you stepped out the huddle, and Bernie finally switched it to the running play, and uh, with Alonzo <laughs> Highsmith jumped across the goal line and scored. Tell that story. What happened was, it was, okay, we had practiced this play called a 50 pass. And I go, no, Bernie, we can score this. He's like, no. I said, Bernie, we no. And I used to always tell him I could smell it. And they go, what you mean? I go, look, when you're on that one, now it's coming down to your offensive line. This is where you make your money as an offensive line. Can you push across that line to get that running back, that touchdown? And that's what I took pride in. And we did. We used to call uh, It got to a point where Bernie trusted us on the goal line and said, okay, what you want? And I, my favorite play was always 14 back because it's right behind me. So it's just on me. I got to push this dude out the way. And Alonzo or Durrell or whoever or Melvin Braddon, 
got to score that touchdown, you know, and that's what I took pride in. I wanted yeah. to beat you physically to know that, okay, man, you're going to be here all day long. And the first time I did it, I got mad. It was in the national championship game, and I told him, no, we're not passing the ball. We're going to run this ball in. <laughs> because I had got sick and tired of everybody saying how great Nebraska was. And yeah. we wanted to prove that we was just as bad as they were. You know. So, Willie, you think Rick made the big difference in Miami? What do you think the difference was in Miami? Well, I think he's made a, a big difference, but I think we still have a, a ways to go. And um, Jerome, thanks, but I have I have one more question for Alvin before I move on. I'll let you guys move on. And my daughter graduated from the University of Florida, and I've asked her this question before, and I can't get a straight answer from her. But my question to you, Alvin, is, is there really such a class that you call Trash Talking 101, and who, te- who teaches this class? <laughs> we just, but, but everybody does that. Think about it. When you was coming up playing, didn't you trash talk? Uh, in Palaka, yes, we trash talk all the time. Okay, so South, that's absolutely. what it is. But here's the bad, here's what we did. We trash talk and we executed. That was the key. We told you, okay, we coming here, we going to score. Now it's up to you to stop it. And majority of the time, a lot of teams didn't stop it. So now it's just piling on. But I like it. I mean, you know, some some people don't like it. I like it, as long as it don't get out of hand. Yeah, like I mean? Jacksonville and Seattle did the other night. Right. Yeah. Well, we got to go into a break. Will, I appreciate you calling. No Sports Information Voice America. Uh, don't be a stranger. You can call us every Monday from 8 to 9. We appreciate it. And you have a good day. And I hope that you beat the W, Wisconsin, in the, in the bowl game. Give us a call, 888-346-9144, 888-346-9144, and we'll be right back. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Sports continues to grow and evolve to ever-increasing prominence in today's society. On All Around Sports, host John Inglesby will connect with the leading newsmakers from the sports world, including players, owners, and fellow sports journalists, discussing the top news and events that are relevant to sports today. John will also report from and offer his experience of the world's top sports events. Tune in to All Around Sports with John Inglesby on Mondays at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Okay, sports fans, here's your opportunity to discuss football, America's favorite sport. On an annual basis, millions of people attend, watch, and listen to football, both pro and college. Ray Ellis Sports, an internet talk radio show, was developed with the fan in mind. Join host, former Philadelphia Eagles and Cleveland Browns strong safety, Ray Ellis, on Voice America Sports every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific for exciting, interactive football discussions from the fan's perspective. Tune in every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific to Ray Ellis Sports right here on the Voice American Network and let's talk football. Do you love sports talk? Can't get enough sports talk? 
have we got a show for you. It's about the NFL training camps, Super Bowl previews, a look at the new starting quarterbacks, and weekly key injuries. We'll take your calls and emails right on the air. Former Philadelphia Eagle James Loving is your host, and you never know who'll drop by for a co-host spot or an interview on the spot. Tune in to Loving That Sports Talk with James Loving every Wednesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. You're tuned in to Sports Info UM with Daryl and Sam. Call us today at 888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or send us an email at sportsinfoum3793 at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. And we're back. This is Jerome Wilkerson sitting in with Alvin Wharf, University of Miami, 1983 National Championship Team. And we're talking a little football. We just finished talking to a couple of callers about uh, the U and some NCAA football. Let's talk some NFL football, Alvin. Uh, we're looking at the playoffs coming up. we got three games left in the season after tonight's game with New England versus Miami. But in the National Conference, you're looking at Philadelphia, New Orleans, Minnesota, and the L.A. Rams uh, looking at the top spots. But Philadelphia might be in trouble. They just announced that Carson Wentz, the starting quarterback, yeah, towards ACL. So what you think is going to happen in the national conference? Well, if if Philly can, if Philly's backup quarterback can handle the pressure these next couple of games and they mm-hmm. can win at least two out of um, the three, they mm-hmm. good to go. They get that first one back. Didn't uh, Pittsburgh clinch to, um, their, their division already? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, so they by beating the Ravens, they already clinched their division. Yeah, in the American Conference, you got Pittsburgh, Jacksonville, New England, uh, Kansas City, and the Chargers uh, all tied at seven to six. And Jacksonville is uh, owning the playoff spot over Tennessee. And mm-hmm. New England, uh, I think they've clinched already, especially if they win tonight. Oh. So it's boring down okay. to be a, a especially in the American Conference, a good. Uh, season for somebody. Carolina is still in it. Atlanta is still in it. Uh, Seattle is still in it. And uh, as they say, the only team that mathematically eliminated is the uh, 0-13 Cleveland Browns. (laughs) So they'll probably get the first pick in the NFL draft next year. They're going to have several picks in the draft next year. (laughs) And they actually yeah, is competitive the in their games. They almost right beat Green Bay this weekend. Uh, you know, if they get a few parts here and there, and I'm sure they probably get another coach, uh, Cleveland could come back and do something next year. The, the NFL got a lot of parity in it. Uh, you're looking at some of the teams like the Rams and the uh, Jaguars and the Chargers. Some of these teams had been perennial powerhouses, but uh, as, as much as the NFL is, you get a couple of good players in the right spots and stay healthy. You can win in the NFL. Yeah, depending on how they do in uh, free agency and, and they draft and stuff. But they got what? They got but the top. They got at least two picks in the top first five rounds. Yeah. Mm-hmm. At least oh, two. Oh man, they are. 
If they and may not need a quarterback. Deshaun I mean, Kaiser is actually doing pretty good. So good uh, they may be at liberty to get maybe a running back or a wide receiver or a dominating defensive lineman or something like that. So well, they got the they young dude in the tradition to, last year who's a defensive lineman. They said he was doing good. And Duke is not doing good this year as the running back they had. Uh, he is, but he was hurt early in the year, and I don't know if he was covered from the injury. Oh. Yeah. Okay. You know. Yep. We'll see. All right, we got a call. Uh, got Vince on the line? Vince, are you there? Turn your radio down, Vince. Oh, that's me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, so, you know, I was going to jump on How you doing? All right. How are you, Vince? Right. Welcome to the I'm show. Calling, man. I, I, and I was wondering, I'm telling you, you was on that on Nebraska uh, in, in that um, hurricane game in 1982-83. Yes, I was. Yeah, oh, yeah. man. Congratulations, man, to you, man. Thank you very that much. That was the best team you ever had. But people don't realize. When y'all played at that time, y'all played with a lot of pride and heart. That's that's a different. I heard other guy, I see what separates you from y'all from the other team. Uh, These teams that came out, but them teams, they had the guts and the pride and the joy and the happiness that y'all brought to the stadium at the Earth Bowl, and it, it was a whole different level. Oh, yeah. You know, y'all love playing and going to work. And then how it was, hey, knock them down, pick them up, knock them down, pick them up, knock them down, leave them down. (laughs) (laughs) Don't be dumb. (laughs) I'm glad you enjoyed it. it. You know, I'm afraid of Darryl Oliver and I'm afraid of Doug McFadden and Dennis Uh Doug and me, Mike, real close to me, Mike Herbert. And, yeah, and I call the show almost every week. You know, me been and played my fire with Ben this weekend doing a tree life. And I would call the show, you know. But um, I told Darryl I'm going to give you a shout out anyway. So I'm glad. And I, I, I'm i real proud of you. Uh, um, Thank you I'm very much. Up, I taking this kick stepping in and, and yeah. handling and everything going good, though. Mm-hmm. Well, what do you think about the U against Wisconsin? Give us your take on that, sir. You know what? We going to win that game. Okay. The reason we going to win that game, oh, you know when the smoke clear down there, they challenge we face. <laughs> Y'all really don't know what happened. Get you down in that smoking day. We got to do some tea in the middle of the night. That's our problem. We, we like to play at home and at night. Because they know they can't, they, they, they have a, if they don't show up, they know they're going to get the booze in the arms. <laughs> and you know how we are down there. Yeah, hey, we ain't going to fake no booze. We're going to give it to you, raw. Well, well, I hope they play like they were playing early in the, the first uh, 10 games of the season, not the last two, uh, because they were playing some inspired football. They were they was playing they, defense, they, they were running the ball. and. Well, Rick ain't going to let him embarrass him down there at home. Now, y'all beat me in with him. Y'all beat me at home like that. Yeah. In your backyard. You got to defend your turf. They they younger, but they they don't. You know what? Let me tell you something. If they take y'all 1982, 83, 90 championship team, and you take that same team and put it with these guys today, they still couldn't beat y'all. 
Because y'all lived it for the tough game, and y'all wanted that game. And you hear what uh, Nebraska coach say? He say, I don't know, they averaging 60 points a game. When y'all beat them, he was like, if we average 60 points, I ain't going for no tie. They could have tied yeah, again one true. match. You did say that. You're absolutely right. Mm-hmm. I took my hat off the tongue. I was thinking, yeah. what are the I'm, I have a six-second game. We got to go for this. Yep. When right. he, he went for it. But that's cool. Yeah. You know what I mean? He, he yeah. knew. And you and if y'all play that game again, he'll probably blow y'all out. Uh-oh. But y'all was so hyped. Y'all was so hyped that day. That, that, hold that, that, on, that hold on, on a second. Stand. How you going to say if we had to play it again, they would blow us out? I say if they probably would have played it again, they had, you had remember they were averaging sixty two points a game. But when you ever played in college football they, history, what they did do was that. hold on a second, hold on a second. They started you know the only one the way I say that say the probably say it the wrong way. But you you understand what I'm trying to say? You got right. right now when y'all played we were was, was seasoned. They only played one quarter. Remember now, they starters only played one quarter. Yeah, well, but what I, like what I was going at with my story, my story is they average, before they play y'all, they average 62 points a game. They right. Don't we have to look at who they like play too. Back then, it was, it's not the caliber of teams now. You know, you, you the, I mean, Oklahoma is throwing up about forty-eight a game, but uh, back yeah, then, yeah. Uh, you didn't yeah. have the team scoring uh, and defenses like they are now. That team back then, Oklahoma was so bad that much now. But one thing about them, they got a guts and nuts y'all had. Y'all had a lot of balls, man. And y'all well coached. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's why I said now the team that y'all had right now in in the in the eighties will be either one of them teams they played two days because y'all had more hard than them boys. Them boys ain't got hard like y'all had. That's how y'all beat Nebraska. Y'all had more hard than them. And you mm-hmm. remember when you came down to the Earth Bowl? You got remember. Y'all was on a 73 Sun winning streak down at the Earth Bowl before they tore it down. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's true. We had a long record you, of. You, you hear what I just told you? Y'all had a 58 straight win. Yep, you're right. You're absolutely yep, right. didn't come to Dade County y'all back took then. Y'all took pride when somebody came down there. They, they come down there now. They don't care about y'all. They don't even think about it. Oh, man, we're going to Miami. They're going to South Beach and hang out. Yeah. When, you, when you came down the brow the day back then, you had to play football. Yeah. And when you left, you sure had that hell on your back. You don't care where you went. That hell, you take that with you when you leave there. Yeah. That's why when y'all end up going to Notre Dame, y'all, y'all end up going to White State, that's when they try to make y'all be somebody else and try to call y'all convicts and all that other mess. Oh, yeah, you know, I remember that. Because they know they couldn't do it down here. Yeah. <laughs> well, we enjoyed your calling, sir. If you uh, feel like calling next week, give us a call back uh, next week. Okay. All right. See you later. I'm glad I talked to you. Alvin. Yes. Okay. You said that. 
I had the pleasure of meeting y'all offensive uh, coordinator uh, back then, Gary Stevens, and that was one crazy man. You hear me? Uh-huh. He went to a coaching clinic one time and uh, was trying to write up plays on an uh, overhead, and he forgot to put the little plastic piece on the overhead, so he was just writing on the screen of the overhead, and he realized that and absolutely went off. That was one crazy man. Uh, what, was, what did you like about uh, Gary Stevenson as offensive coordinator? He was good. Gary was good. He just ran into the problem when he went to the pros. I think he eventually wanted to become a head coach, but he just didn't get there. I'm not sure what he – he probably is retiring right now, you know. Yeah. But he he called some good plays. Also, you got to realize, too, who was the who was the quarterback coach. You know who he was, don't you? Who was that? Mark, uh, Mark Trestman, who just won the um, – Won again at the Canadian Football. Oh, okay. The Great Cup. His team yeah. just won again. And that was a quarterback coach then? That was the quarterback coach. Wow. We had Mark Tressman. Okay. We had um we had Gary Stevens. We had oh, I'm trying to think of all the coaches. Oh, we had Joe Broski, who was the running back coach. Mm. Ooh. We had Coach Alexander who went on. I know Coach Broski has passed, and I know Coach Alexander passed this year and stuff. All right. I think it was. And well, we got about 30 Coach seconds left in the broadcast. Alvin, I really enjoyed talking to you tonight. I had a good time okay. uh, talking about some of the old times in the U and mm-hmm. talking some college and pro football. Uh, we look forward to uh, the bowl game season coming up and look forward to the University of Miami playing Wisconsin in the Orange Bowl. Um, uh, give us your prediction, Alvin, before we go. I'm predicting UM to win. I can't tell you the score, but I'm picking. I'm taking the U to win. All right. There you have it. 1983 National Championship Team uh, champion Alvin Ward from the U. 1983, 11-1, beating Nebraska in the championship game. This was Jerome Wilkerson on behalf of Darrell Oliver. We appreciate you listening to us. Appreciate you joining us, and we'll be back next for Monday, 8 to 9. Uh, Alvin, uh, Daryl should be back. If not, we'll give him a call, and if we want to back this thing up and do it again, I look forward to working with you again, brother. Thank you very much. Have a good evening. All right, and everybody be safe and have a happy holiday. Bye-bye. Thanks again for listening. Daryl Oliver and Sam Sword will be back again next Monday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel for more Sports Info UM. We'll see you then.